want us really just to be attentive to God's word this morning, to listen clearly to what I believe the Spirit of God is saying. And then at the end, we're going to release a few words and we're going to be just praying for people and ministering to people. Amen. Bye. See if it's hello. <laughs> okay, let's see how it goes. Oh, it sounds very boomy. <laughs> um, good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, it's I've I've got a, a word that I want to share with you guys. Actually, it it was light on my heart like four weeks ago, and I haven't had time to share it already. But um, I've been just soaking on on this. But the phrase that came to mind is um, in the valley of boredom, sin is crouching. Um, and so, have you ever heard a, a preach about boredom? <laughs> no, I haven't also. I haven't preached one again. Or like, um, I preached to the trees this week, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I haven't preached it to people. <laughs> no, I don't preach to trees. I pray, preach it in my mind. Um, but um, yeah, so the, the phrase sin is crouching is, is, is coming from early in Genesis, in Genesis 4, where Cain and Abel, I don't know if you know this story, if you read your um, children's Bible many times, many of us don't actually go read there anymore after you've graduated out of, <laughs> out of primary school, of like pre-judging um, kids and so, but it's an amazing story of Cain and Abel, um, the first sons on earth and and we and the story is about these two brothers and they both bring an, a, an offering before god one's offering abel's offering gets accepted and kind's abel does not get accepted and then it says kind cain not cain cain was furious and he was angry um in verse five and uh, and then um we catch on in verse six um, then God come to speak to Cain, and, and he says, um, Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you furious? And why do you look despondent? Do I have the scripture up there? You guys have it there? Um, why did you do that? You can, no, you can put up the prezi. Okay, cool. Right. All right. Actually, did something. <laughs> All right. So um, let's look at the scripture quickly. Um, then the Lord said to Cain, um, "Why are you furious? And why do you look despondent? If you who do what if you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it." Um, and it's such a powerful phrase um, that, that actually is. Now we know um, that actually Cain went from there and he actually killed his brother. He did actually this tiger. Um, oh yeah, where we go there. This tiger was crouching and God actually warned him and says, Cain, you are furious. If you and its desire is f to have you in this moment... And God actually came as a father to, 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 to cover him, protect him, and say, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. So he was warning him. And <laughs> the tiger jumped on Cain, and he, and he, and he sinned. But um, the, 
Crouching is to be, to be in a crouching position is an offensive posture where you are prepared to attack when the right moment presents itself. So, in a sense, that's what the enemy's thing is. He's looking for those moments where he can attack us. And sin is crouching at the door. It's, it's crouching at the door, waiting for the right moment where you, got, like sin's desire is to have you. To destroy you. Actually, that's the devil. Um, John 10, verse 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. His desire is to have you, to, to, to come off you. But he says, you must rule over it. So God says, this thing is there, but there is a way to rule over it. <laughs> um, so I want you to have this picture in mind. Um, I'm not going to... Guys, you can press the button there. Go, yes. Um, just, just picture this. I'm not going to preach on this much, but I just want you to have this in your mind as I'm going into the rest of the ser sermon. But it says, do what is right. If you do what is right, sin is... If you, do not, if you don't do what is right, sin is crouching at door. Its desire is for you. You must rule over it. Okay. Do you get that picture? All right. So, the door that I felt is at the door of boredom. Okay. Now, there are many... Uh, okay, let's jump back. The door of boredom. Okay, all right. Um, the definition for being bored is... Um, it's an English adjective um, used, from this, from, used when someone is uninterested, uninspired by a person or event. Do you notice that this de definition doesn't say it's somebody that has nothing to do? <laughs> it says it's somebody that's uninterested and uninspired. So you can be very busy and be bored. And sin is crouching at the door of boredom. Now in 2014, they did a, 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 some psychologists did this test. They thought people are so busy, they're going to do this test. They're going to put them in a room for 10 minutes with no distractions, just them in their thoughts alone for 10 minutes. And they thought people are going to love it because, I mean, life is so busy. If they can just give them some peace and quiet. So actually, this test failed horribly because they realized that people couldn't handle it. It was bad for them sit in that place for 10 minutes and they were like they just it was like isn't there something like uh, to do they, they couldn't they actually then put a little shock device there and they said people would rather inflict pain on themselves than being bored <laughs> one guy shocked himself 190 times <laughs> in 10 minutes <laughs> so <laughs> Um, and, and somehow, as we go into the holidays, as we go into next year, um, do you find that times when you're bored is the times when you actually make those mistakes? <laughs> when, you, when you think you, don't, you, have, you have nothing to do and then you start watching something or you start doing something 
because you are bored. You don't, you think I don't have, but actually what it is, you became uninterested and uninspired. Okay, I'm, I'm building a picture here. I don't want to run ahead of myself. Um, I want to show you a picture of somebody that's bored. This is um, Sherlock Holmes during lockdown. I know that you've been alone some few days, and in that time I have not heard from you. Okay, that song shouldn't be part of this video. <laughs> Sorry. Perhaps I'm being a, a bit silly, but oh, I do worry. I sincerely hope that you've had a new case. Something to which you might apply that formidable fomenting brain of yours. Otherwise, with your violin out for repair, I can only imagine what you may be doing to mitigate boredom. that you will be unable to resist that siren call. Holmes, I beg you to abstain. I know what boredom and containment can do to a man, but fight it, my friend. I am sure that a new, exciting case is right around the corner. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm building a case here. All right, so <laughs> this is a picture of somebody that's bored. And I, I don't know if some of you got flashbacks of lockdown, <laughs> running around the house and, and not having like things to do now. Um, okay, we go to the next one. I don't know why it doesn't work now. You can just, there we go. All right. Okay, so have you seen with children when they're bored? How their sibling rivalry <laughs> arise. <laughs> I've seen with my children, I won't say who it is or what their names are, their, her name is or their name is. Let's keep it together that they don't feel exposed. But I've seen with my children when they're bored, it's much more fun to go and poke the bear. <laughs> To get a reaction out of the one that um, that is maybe minding their own way, and so so um, then what I've learned is to give them a job. So when they when I see that start happening, I say, okay, let's go clean your room, <laughs> and I've, I moved into them. Your room is very dirty. Just clean. So I give them certain jobs. But I see you bored, and you you find you want to find something to do, and at this stage, it's not the right thing. <laughs> And you, you're finding, and have you seen a dog that's bored? It starts digging holes and chewing up shoes. And, and, and just, it is something of, of the human, and even dogs, but human, and so in a sense, when we're bored, we start doing things that we won't usually do. And the, one of the tests that people, um, that they said people who experience boredom more frequently and with greater intensity are more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, gamble compulsively, binge eat, drop out of school, drive recklessly, and suffer from anxiety and depression. And then we come to church and we want to be prayed for. I'm struggling with this depression. I'm struggling with this this addiction I'm, str I, I, I'm not overcoming but actually you've become uninterested and uninspired 
and you lost sight of the wonder of who Jesus is. Boredom, sin is scratching at the door. And he's waiting for that moment when you lose sight of who he is. And there's a, scripture, um, a portion of scripture that shows this um, very good. It's in um, 2 Samuel 11 from 1 to 5. And it's a story of David and Bathsheba. David, David and Betsy in Borobat. Okay, you have heard that story. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm going to read from verse 1 to 5, and then I'm just going to, so if you can read with me. You go to the next slide there, please. One more? Yes, one more. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. You hear that? Cool. Um, 2 Samuel um, 11, verse 1 to 5. In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle. Say, when kings go out to battle. Okay, David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. Rabbah. Um, and then, but David remained in Jerusalem. Say, David remained in Jerusalem. And then verse 2, it happened, say, late one afternoon. When David arose from his couch. And was walking on the roof of the king's house. No, you don't have to say that. <laughs> I'll say what you say. And then he says, and, and he saw... Somebody picks me or responds somewhere. And he saw from the roof a woman bathing. They don't understand that. Thank you. <laughs> um, my Bixby is talking to me here. How can you fast? Um, and, and David saw from the roof a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful. And David sent and inquired. Said, David sent and inquired. Okay, I'm going to read now. Don't say. <laughs> about a woman, and one, uh, about the, the woman, and one said, it's, is, is it, this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam? Now, Eliam was one of David's mighty men. No? It is, this, was the, this is the daughter of one of the men that fought next to David. And then the wife of Uriah the Hittite, which was also one of his mighty men. So these were men that actually fought many battles next to this king. So David sent messengers and took her. Say, took her. <laughs> And she came to him, and, she, and he lay with her. And now she had been purifying herself um, from her uncleanness. And then she returned to her house. And the woman conceived, and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. Okay. And then the story goes on. David got this news that this lady, another man's wife, is pregnant. He calls the husband, he tries to cover his sins. So he calls the husband, trying to get her, him to come to his wife. I mean, that time they don't have DNA tests, so he was trying to cover his... Like, if this man can just spend time with his wife, then his fault will be covered. But this man was, was next level. I mean, he slept on the porch with the servants, and he didn't dare go home. 
That didn't work. So David then tried to make him drunk. Even that didn't work. Sin was crouching for this man. But he didn't give in. He ruled over it. Till the point that David sent him to the front lights of the army and he died fighting for a king that is actually trying to kill him. Now this is David. This is the David that we, 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 we speak about. That the man after God's own heart. No matter who you are. No matter who you think you are. Sin is crouching at the door. And its desire is to have you. But you must rule over it. I want to I share a few thoughts from the story. So we started off. The time, first one. The time when kings go out to battle... He sent Joab, he, but David remained. So in the time where the purpose of kings was to go to battle, David wasn't walking in his purpose. He wasn't fulfilling his purpose. As a, The time when kings went out to battle, he remained. And that word remained is he made himself at home. <laughs> he made himself comfortable at home. And he was on his couch. Waking from a nap, and sin was crouching at the door. He would, I'm, I'm not reading into this, but he might have been bored because this is David that one chapter earlier um, fought against. I mean, I don't know what's the numbers. How many thousand? Uh, where's that scripture? He fought, he killed the Syrians, 700, um, 2 Samuel 10 verse 17, he killed um, the Syrians, men of 700 chariots, 40,000 horsemen. This was David that just came from a battle of massive success. Seeing all that fighting, seeing that, I mean, he, he was there in front of Goliath. And now he's missing his purpose. He's sitting at home. And that's where the danger comes in is when you start become uninterested and uninspired. So it says the first thing that David saw with his eyes. So, okay, f first one I say is like um, he wasn't fulfilling his purpose to be a king and what God has called him to do in that moment. So that's when the enemy said, ha ha, <laughs> I've got somebody there at home. Let me lead him to a roof. And then it says that he saw. His eyes first saw. Then the next point is, it says he inquired. He carefully investigated. It says he carefully searched out. So this thing was, this thing was pulling him to the place where he acted on that sin. And... Isn't that with temptation many times in our lives? We first see, then in our thoughts we start playing with these things. We, we, like nobody becomes an, ad an adulterer overnight. <laughs> nobody becomes a, a, a murderer overnight. Cain, it's like God came to me and says, Cain, please. Its desire is for you, but you need to rule over it. And David acted. And sin lead to sin, lead to sin, leads to death. And that's the thing with sin. It will always, always lead to death. 
And there's something of when we are bored and when we are uninterested and uninspired, get caught up in stuff that leads us to the next thing, to the next thing. And before you get yourself, you're in a mess. All right. So I want to I wanna give a few keys. Okay, so we have a problem. All right. So here's a solution. Can I give you a solution? <laughs> All right. Thank Jesus for that solution. <laughs> okay. So one thing. He was missing his purpose. What is our purpose? Our purpose is to be a disciple of Jesus. What is a disciple? It's somebody that follows Jesus, that abides, that has a relationship with Jesus. A disciple is somebody that has fellowship that belongs to a family of believers. Before I go to that, I'm running ahead now. Yeah. Okay, so a disciple, okay, l let me tell you what a disciple is and I'll come back to it. All right, so firstly, it's somebody that follows Jesus, one that abides, one who abides in, in the Lord, him that remains. David remained in his chair and he lost sight and he, of the one that actually was he became uninspired. He lost the wonder of the one that he met when he was mending, tending the sheep in the fields. The one, like when the Philistine stood in front of him, Goliath, and said, this and this. He said, who is this that's speaking about my God, the one that I'm seeing? And he gave his eyes to see something different. Then, belonging Relationship with other believers. And then the third one is, a disciple is somebody that devotes himself, that contributes, that gives of himself, that gave um, to live out their life. So I want to ask us this morning, how is your abiding doing? Are you following the Lord with your whole heart? Because I can promise you, sin is crouching in the door. When you start living for yourself and take your eyes of the wonder of who he is, there's a tiger waiting to prowl you. It's, it, it's there. It's crouching. But you must rule over it. You must rule. Do not give in. Do not give your eyes. Don't become uninterested, uninspired with him. Keep your eyes and your wonder in, in who Jesus is. Because the moment when we become unin... We can be so busy at work. But that moment when we find downtime this holiday. In that state of boredom. We rather give our eyes to something else than what Jesus is calling us to do. Um, belong. Do you spend time with other believers? Do you spend time with other believers? How's your relationships? Do you forgive quickly? Do you, are you easily offended or do you forgive quickly? How's your, do you neglect the gathering of the saints? Because in that space, it might be that the, our purpose, you might miss your purpose of being a disciple. 
Because a disciple is somebody that is part of, that belongs to a people. That is there keeping one another accountable. Telling us when there's a little booger on our nose. <laughs> it's like, if you're alone, nobody, and you're not with family, they won't, they won't tell you <laughs> there's something in your nose. You just, oh, just wipe it. <laughs> and they, <laughs> but, a, um, but a family member is like, hey, yes, Morris. <laughs> Only dating oh my children will tell me straight. <laughs> and they tell me that there's something <laughs> just do this. <laughs> and they will deal with that. Or there's something in your teeth. That's in the family. If you're not in family, you'll miss that. You'll miss that part. If you're not in family, when you go through something difficult, who is there to pray with you? I just spending time with Lizelle on Friday, she said I'm so thankful for this family. I'm so thankful for this family that I can be part of. Because it's a very tough moment, but she has a family that, that's, that's around her. And then disciples are those who contribute. That they've devoted themselves. They devote themselves. So when we actually start become a spectator in church, we just come on Sunday, we sit in the chair and we have a meal and we go to the next meal. And we go to the next meal. Actually, you don't get exercise. No, Evan. <laughs> Evan, where, where's you? <laughs> where's Evan? <laughs> Evan's a personal trainer. He would tell you. <laughs> if you just eat but you never exercise, <laughs> it will get to you <laughs> at some time. Now, spiritually, it's the same. It will get to you. The enemy would start in that self-indulgence. If you don't give of yourself, David missed his purpose. Are you his disciple? Are you God's disciple? And are you living out your purpose? Because it might be that if you're not living out your purpose, sin is crouching at the door. If you're not in your relationship with Jesus, you're not spending time with the Lord in in a sense. And I'm not saying this out of a work kind of thing. You have to spend. I'm saying this. This is like, it's the air I breathe. It's the one that I want to spend. I want to give my eyes to him. I want to inquire of Him. I want to give my thoughts to Him. I want to give my actions to Him. As somebody that follows Jesus and out of that place, you can rule over that thing that was crouching that wants to come. And many of us are sitting in depression and anxiety because we have started inquiring, worrying, thinking, that loop in your mind. All we just need to sometimes just, Lord, it's crazy around me, but I know you are solid. You are the rock. My eyes are on you. And then to that place that sometimes you're not doing something with your gifts and what the Lord has given you, that you're actually getting so bored that you go like a child or a dog, that like you go and say, who can I bother? Who can I offend? Who can I, who can I bother? <laughs> I know none of us would do it intentionally. <laughs> but... That's what happened. If we, if we start, if we miss that purpose, well, sin is scratching at the door. Now, I'm not saying this so that you be afraid. <laughs> I'm saying this like, let this be a wake-up call for us as a church. Because God has called us. And you know what? I think that's why he's speaking to us about let's go. Because we need to get out of our chair. So that we are not caught walking upstairs on a roof, 
giving our eyes to something. We're actually busy with what God has called us to do. And I believe God has a purpose for each one of you. Disciples who are disciples that follows Jesus, that belongs to family, that we go together, but we go and we give of ourselves. We lay our lives down. We have a purpose. And we're not caught up in the things that the enemy is luring us into. Do you hear what I'm saying is like, I've got this picture that I wanted to paint. Like sin is crouching at the door, but you must rule over it. Don't let that depression rule over you. Because you've given, you stopped following. Rule over it. Praise Jesus. Don't become anxious. Don't worry. That's a theme that came through to this morning. I can imagine there are some of us here that are feeling anxious. Isn't that amazing about the Holy Spirit? That He knows you. He knows what battles you are fighting. This holiday, when you're bored, become interested and inspired by Him. Fix your eyes on Him. I like a good movie. Skopski ten boomklip. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know somehow in me there's this this dissatisfaction uh, in me I don't want it anymore I don't it's like that's how I've grown up I mean in our house when I've grown up it, the TV was always on I mean you just like these minions sitting in front of the TV <laughs> never talk to one another <laughs> and just eat in front of you had to eat in front of the TV and then with Julie Head I mean they had the kitchen table and I mean, they ate in front of, they, 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 that was their place where they fellowship, where they spoke and share life. It's two different worlds. Um, but I find more life in being interested and inspired and in wonder of who Jesus is than giving my eyes and my thoughts and my actions to the one that actually wants to enslave me. And Jesus is calling us to a place of being in wonder of who he is. With, uh, I meditate on your word day and night. Not because I have to, but because I want to. I go where you send me, Lord. Because, Lord, you went for me. You left heaven for me. You left the comfort. When King could sit in the throne, be very comfortable and see us little whatever died down there he rose from that throne and he came down in the form of a baby in the flesh and he died on the cross for our sins he did not sit in his comfort he gave everything he paid the price that no one could pay he brought your life with his precious blood so that we can be his disciples and have a purpose to live for him I, want to ins- I know this is like, I want to inspire you. I want to like, give your eyes to Him. Give your thoughts to Him. Give your actions to Him. And live a life of His glory. And you will find that that tiger will get bored and find another place. <laughs> and that's the reality. The tiger will find another place if he, f- if he finds out that he does not get, because you opened the door, 
You are the one that opens the door. But he will find another place. If you keep on giving him that, that sense of purpose. Alright. I want to, just before I give over to Derek, um, and then we're going to pray for a few people. Um, but I want to say to you guys this morning, if you're visiting here this morning and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, maybe you're in that cycle of, of sin that leads to sin, that leads to sin, that leads to death. Sin will always give birth to, to death. It will not bring life. Who of you have ever sinned and felt alive after that? It's sin will give birth to death. It, that's what it does. But he who is, he gives life. That's Jesus gives life. And he is able to give life here this morning if you do not know him. And I want to give an opportunity. If you're visiting here and you have never given your life to Jesus, I want to give that opportunity to you. I want to say, don't let sin swallow you up. But come to the one who is able to save you. The Bible says, whoever calls upon his name will be saved. And this moment, this morning, there's a moment to call upon the name. The one that did not sit in his comfort, that laid down his life for you, to come down to this earth, to pay the price that no one could pay. That one, Jesus, wants to have a relationship with you. And all you need to do this morning is to say, Lord, I believe. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe that you are God. So I want to give opportunity. And you know why we do this? I'm going to do this every Sunday. Because there might be just somebody here this morning that want, that needs to come to Jesus. So we'll give, if you're saved, let's pray, let's trust that, that no one walk out here without encountering Jesus this morning. Okay, so can everyone close their eyes? I want to just give an opportunity. So if you're here this morning and you have never given your life to Jesus, you're caught up in this spiral of um, just the devil pushing you around and you actually want to respond this morning and say, Jesus, I want to surrender my life to you. 